0: What's up guys, you are on the air and off the books with Beth Ann and Samantha, and today we are going to be talking about Clown in a Cornfield, and Clown in a Cornfield, Friendo, Return of Friendo, Friendo returns, Friendo? Friendo lives. Friendo lives, yep, that's the one, Friendo is living. Okay, so this is by... (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert, yeah. So, this is by Adam Caesar? Caesar? Something like that. Caesar. It might be Caesar. Caesar? Caesare. C- Cesare. C- it might be. S-R-C-E. S-A-R-E. Yes. Yes. So however that is pronounced, we are sorry that we probably butchered it. Yes, and this is supposed to be a horror thriller
1: or something like that.
0: Yes, and you guys will be hearing this in October, probably towards Halloween-ish, maybe November, I don't know. Something like that. It's it's a fall situation. Fall vibes everywhere.
1: Yes, and this is something that people have been ranting and raving about, people love. And then the second book
0: just came out not too long ago, so yes. we thought
1: we'd tackle both of them.
0: Yeah. So, pretty much, um, Clown in a Cornfield is about, you guessed it, a clown in a cornfield. Literally, that is all <laughs> that it's about. There's more, there's a little more to the story. So, basically, this girl moves to this very small, tiny, minuscule town. I would compare it to, like, Burlington or, like, Rocheville,
1: yeah. that
0: kind of small town. And so everybody knows everybody. Yes, they've got like their little fall festivals happening, and yeah. it's it's fall time. The little and diners, like they've got yeah. a, like one little high school, and like all the kids know each other from very little. And yep. So basically, what happens is that it's there's a high school party, and it's going to be in this barn out in the middle of a cornfield. Yes. And so the high school mascot, well, the town mascot is Friendo, the clown. And he's been the mascot for as long as anybody can remember. He founded the town or something like that? Yes. Um, and also he's the mascot for
1: the town's like maple syrup like yes. plant that shut down recently. Um, so it's very small town, like old timey vibes. Right. Um. And something bad happens. And that's, like, really all we can tell you. Yeah. Because Unless, otherwise,
0: like, it's really going to spoil it because, I, I mean. I'm sure that you can guess that this is about a c- clown that's killing people. Yes. But we are not going to tell you any more to that part of the story because there well, is a twist. we are going to
1: tell you all of it. I think we should spoil it. We're going to spoil it. I think so. I think if you want to read this, you should stop here because
0: I have some very strong opinions about this book. If and I you, want to talk about it. If you like slashers, um, yes. like if you read There's Somebody Inside Your House or you like Scream, that kind yeah. of stuff, like you, if, this, this would be a book that you would probably enjoy.
1: That's what I was telling Samantha because surprisingly, I start, she finished it before I did, even though she started it like a week later yes. than me. Um, but I told her, I said, this would be... Um, an amazing tv show or a
0: movie i guarantee you it's gonna get picked up by netflix and it's gonna be a tv show if it already hasn't been picked up by netflix right it's definitely it's definitely
1: more slasher than horror to me it's more slasher gore it reminds me of a like
0: the last movie of saw situation yeah it's very like gory slasher right i would not consider it I, I guess people consider slashers horror. I consider horror more like yes. thrillers. And thrillers like, and
1: like monsters, supernatural. Yes. like
0: There's like a little bit of the unknown in
1: it. Slasher should be its own right genre. I agree with that. I think that they should form that in because it should say slasher. Yes. Like thriller, slasher. Because a thriller still doesn't necessarily mean slasher. I
0: would consider horror like um, if you... Read Y A. Um, Riley Sager, Natasha Preston. I don't even know if I would consider Riley Sager horror. I think Riley Sager would be more thriller horror. Yes. Um, Natasha Preston, thriller horror. Um, there are a couple of her books that are more horror.
1: Like um, one for me is T. Kingfisher is a perfect example of me for just pure horror because like yeah. the Hollow Places, that is all horror. Yes. Or like um, maybe like the twisted Stephen ones. King. Stephen King, some of his things it would be, yeah, very much a horror, yes, um so this is not to me horror in any i it's horrifying <laughs> yeah
0: it's it's pretty but, gross, um gory so yes. if you do not like descriptive gore, I would maybe not pick this book up, right, but if you are like, "I wanna read it, I insist, then you know, just be warned, there is. There are Gore. these trigger warnings, correct? Yes. Uh, but if you do like stuff
1: like that then um, this is definitely a book that you should pick up and read, especially for the fall since it's corn and all that yeah. stuff like that. It's really honestly it's perfect for the fall. Of
0: it's cold. A it has a juice, it has a juice. Has a juice. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> of course we had to like throw that in there because it's cool we should out. have been like um do that for the intro of this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so Wait, I, so I, we should awesome. see if we can.
0: Okay, Um, so spoilers ahead from here. Um,
1: Before we start, though, I want to say that I think that I would like this much better as a movie than a book. And I know that's blasphemy. But I really think that this is something that I would rather watch than read. Right. And it wasn't bad. Like, I would say, like, I would give it, like, a a 3.5 or 3.8 out of 5 is what I would give it. Simply because I was expecting something supernatural, and spoilers, it is
0: not that. I feel like you're always expecting supernatural.
1: I am. I think that I lo- I want
0: that because it's like, because that's more scary to me. The you're unknown. supernatural, and I'm more of like the real murderer,
1: right? Type
0: reader. I do like that though.
1: Like that stuff. Like Brenda's is really good, and like yeah. our all of our Josie Quins are awesome. And like I do like the murder mystery thriller kind of situation. Um. But it's also more realistic than yeah, this. Yeah, and there has to be, like, crazy twists.
0: Yes, it has to really keep me going, and I, I know what I'm getting into with that. I do not want to predict the ending. Right. I didn't. I don't think I really predicted um, what was going to happen in this book. It was very easy to pick out, though. But that's because I speed read, and this book, you, uh, there's a lot of characters. And so I oh feel like gosh, you can't yeah, speed read this
1: book. 20 plus characters, easy. Yeah. You have all of the friends in the friend group. Yes. And then you have all of these townspeople as well. Mm-hmm. And you have to make sure that you know who is who and what's what. Yeah. And, like, who likes who and who is got the hots for who and, like, who has got, you know, this vendetta. And who is... Because, like, you will lose people in the fray fast yeah. in this book.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So... Back to what happens. So basically these kids go to this high school party in this barn. And
1: the reason that they go to this party is because they're trying to like stick it to the man because they were banned from Founders Day. Which is their town's founding and celebration that celebrates Frendo the Clown. And they are all the, so like, this is the, this is the weird thing. Is that, bless you. (laughs) I held the sneeze in. This is what got me, is that the town is full of all these older people who want the town to be, like, way back in the 50s. Yes. And they don't like these teenagers who go and have parties and want to be in, like, on television, and they want to do all of this social media, and they're, like... Getting in trouble constantly
0: for... um, Being teenagers. Being teenagers. As if these kids... As if these adults didn't get in trouble when they were younger.
1: Right. So the adults are like fed up with all these teenagers and kind of essentially at the beginning of the book, you feel like they really want to get rid of all these teens. Yeah. And they're trying to lock them away like piece by piece. Right. They're constantly getting yelled at. They're constantly getting like grounded. They're constantly in trouble. Like literally one of the girls was jaywalking and the sheriff literally like threatened her life yeah or jaywalking yeah and she was on her phone and she had to like smile and be like oh sorry sheriff like like it's unrealistically like this tension between the young and the old yeah
0: that's where it starts yes and it takes literally fifty percent of the book to get to that point it does and then like when the, as soon as they get to the like the party it's like bam like Shh. zero like to five thousand juice like shot
1: you into the this this
0: girl walks in and she the main girl, Quinn, she notices, like, her scalp is bloody and she's got, like, blood all over her. And then she, like, falls and you see an arrow in her back. And then after that, it's, like... Yeah. All hell breaks loose. Yeah. Literally. Zero to 5,000. Like, everybody starts dying in, like, mass quantities. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was... It was very gory, um, the way that this clown... Plot twist These clowns were murdering these kids. But so basically, um, one of the main girls, um, Janet, she gets hit in the shoulder and it takes her out. So she's hiding in the corn and she thinks she's being rescued by the police Mm -hmm. because she's hearing people talking into walkie talkies. Turns out it's like, all of these townspeople talking to each other in these walkie-talkies saying, what's the plan? How are we going to, like, kill all these kids? One of the clowns has been killed.
1: Right. And, the like, the clown that comes in at the initial part of the party is literally shooting everybody off with crossbows. Yes. And, like, has backed all these kids into the barn, set the barn on fire, and it's like, they're running out of the barn, and he's just picking them off. Yes, like it
0: is like a literal massacre, which was not realistic. Um, if you think about it, because you cannot reload a crossbow that fast to shoot that many Dude, kids. Right? No, way, man. no. I, like it is. I,
1: I, in the pull on depending on like your pull weight on a crossbow, like you. And get they said exhausted. in the book,
0: they said in the book it was seventy five pounds. There I think ain't they said no, it was more than that. No, it was 75 and there ain't no way home dude, dude is pulling that back in that fast. That would have to be like 1 second pull. I know exactly. And usually you stomp on the crossbow
1: with your boot. Yeah. To load a crossbow. Yeah. Like but. I've done it. Like it's not that easy. And there was a couple times where she said I didn't even hear him reload. Is that is time like slowing down and I'm like, "Dude, it's because he's like he's not re- there's no way he's reloading yeah. because he, you have to literally put the crossbow down. You know, knock your arrow. Stop it, pull up, and then
0: shoot. You can't just be like, oh. Yeah, I thought, <laughs> I thought he was, like, catnissing the whole thing. No, like, like uh... he's,
1: like, straight up hunting crossbow, <laughs> yeah. like, doing this. And, like, they said it was a pink camo crossbow, which didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Why that detail was in there. Right. why the pull on a pink camo crossbow, if it's a woman's. Would be 75 pounds! Right. Who of you out there is pulling 75-pound crossbows? Right. Mine would have to be, like, five five pounds. <laughs> Mine would be, like, next to nothing. Exactly. I mean, I'm not saying that it's not possible out there, and maybe it's his because he liked pink, but I didn't understand the correlation there.
0: Yeah. The um, description of the crossbow and then, like, nothing,
1: nothing else about else that.
0: after that? Like, it yeah. took
1: a whole bit. But, so... My thing was, is leading up to that point, I was at 57% of the audiobook before it even got to him killing anyone. Yeah. And it was dragging. Like, and I was kind of frustrated because, like, you see the tension building up in the town. You see the tension between the townspeople and the kids, which I think from the townspeople is unfounded. So it's unrealistic why they're mad at these kids for being kids in the first place. Because, yeah, kids, kids are horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Teenagers are, uh, you know, hard. I get it. I was a teenager. I was difficult. I understand. Yeah. But, like, there was nothing in the book that made
0: me think, like... These kids are, like, the worst of the worst. That they
1: need to be gruesomely murdered in this way by their own parents and neighbors and friends and, like, family members and stuff like that. Because, so... And it's not just one townsperson. It was literally one of their teachers, the first person that comes into the to the barn. The first friendo. Yes, the first friendo. And they, I think Quinn shoots him with a shotgun and blows him up. Yeah. And then they rip the mask off and then they think it's over.
0: Yeah. So they're just like, la-di-da, we're just going to like walk back and everything's going to be fine. And then 20,000 more friendos like come literally. out of the cornfield. Yes. There's like, I think they said 12 that they counted. Yes. Something like that. It was a
1: lot. Yeah. And so they're all stepping out, and they're, like, describing them in, like, different heights, and you can tell some are women, some are men, like, and you already know at this point that the townspeople are doing this, and, like, one guy, like, cuts off Janice's head with a chainsaw immediately. Yeah. And, like, they describe him, like, spinning around because he can't hold on to the chainsaw very well, and how Russ just literally blows him away in one moment, and, like, none of these friendos care. Yeah. That these kids... Are just shooting them off. Like, picking them off. Yeah. And so then it's just a mad dash to, like, murder all of these children. Because they're mad because they want to take videos on social media. Yeah. And, like, that's what I couldn't wrap my head around. Like, yeah, Cole's sister died because she slipped when she jumped, like, at a party. Yeah, they were cliff diving. Right. And she hit her head and she died. But that's not his fault. Right. And no, they shouldn't have been trespassing and stuff like that. I understand that, but like, there's still nothing there to me that would
0: say. Let's kill everybody in the whole high school and not just kill them, like (laughs) massacre. Yeah, cut
1: their limbs off and like dismember them with chainsaws. Yeah, and like watch them struggle and die with a pitchfork in their back. Like, yeah, that was my only thing. Yeah,
0: it was very, very gruesome. And um, it was
1: very fa- fantastical. Yes. Like, it was not, at, by any stretch of
0: the imagination, any kind of real scenario that would ever happen. And, like, okay, so towards the end, Cole is, like, in a showdown with his dad. Who is probably, I think, behind the
1: whole thing, essentially.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And so his dad is, like, you are going to walk this, like, plank. In this grain, like barn area, I don't even know. Like, like a, I think they were it's in a, a cool barn
1: silo, right?
0: Right, so I think essentially his dad is trying to get hit. He puts a noose around his neck and he's like, You're gonna jump, yeah. And like, everybody's there's like three different friendos down there, so like, he pretty much has no choice, yeah. And then Quinn comes in and she shoots. The sheriff, which was standing, who was standing behind Cole on the plank to make sure he jumped. And so then Rust comes in. He drives a truck through the silo. He ends up driving to where when Cole falls and he hangs, he, like, hits the truck and it kind of, like, lifts him up. Yeah. But he's still, like, passed out. Like, he's, like... Pretty much dead. And so, Russ gets out and does, like, CPR and... Yeah. Tries to revive him. Another plot twist, too, that everybody loves Cole. Like... Yes.
1: Everybody wants to date Cole. Yes. Like everybody. Quinn and Ronnie and Matt and... And... <laughs> Rust wants to be with Cole. Yep. Like, I don't know what's so appealing about Cole that everybody wants to literally smooch his face. Yeah.
0: Like, he was not that great to me. But... Yeah. But, like, they... I think Quinn shoots his dad, and then his dad is, like, nowhere to be found. Like, after the cops, FBI comes. They, like, arrest all of, like, the rest of the people that are living, um, that are in on this. And they, they have to take helicopter around and look for his dad because he's nowhere to be found. He's missing. And so yeah. they just assume that the corn has, like, swallowed him up. Like, he's in the corn, and he's dead. He just can't be found yet.
1: Which is kind of unrealistic. Yeah. I mean, I...
0: Like, how could you just leave a
1: dead body behind?
0: Or right. think that he's
1: not alive?
0: Yeah. Which is where it goes into the epilogue, where homeboy, his name is like Arthur, I think. Mm-hmm. Arthur Hill. He is on a plane, and he... you, The description of him on the plane is he has a... Like a suit um, bag that's very bulky. Like yeah. the people on the plane notice that he's got a suit bag that looks like it's holding like a whole bunch of suits because it's really bulky. Obviously, we know it's the Friendo costume. Yeah. yeah. So he's escaping to like Cuba or something. This plane lands. It's a small plane because it's going to Cuba. And he goes into the bathroom, he puts on his Friendo outfit. And he slaughters everybody on the plane. And I'm like, wow. And he's like, yep, this is going to be fine because you don't have to worry about any, like, people helping you off the plane because it's such a small plane. Nobody's going to be there. Everybody that's going to have anything to do with the plane is on the plane now. So I'm just going to murder all these people. And then, which leads you, obviously, into the second book where he's probably going to come back and go on his little murder rage again.
1: Yeah.
0: It was a lot. It was so much. And it wasn't... And
1: I keep talking to you like it's bad. And it's not.
0: It's just literally crazy.
1: It's like going to the movies. It's like a blockbuster, crazy thrill ride film is Mm -hmm. what it is. And I don't think that he wrote it to be realistic either. Dang that. But I think for me as a reader... That was my expectation because of what I like to read. Yeah. And I think I'm learning gradually that maybe this isn't my genre. Yeah. It was good. Mm-hmm. And he really did write it very well.
0: But I need... Like a, a better uh, plot, maybe. I don't need know. a better
1: plot. Mm-hmm. I, I just wanted it to be like a monster that they had risen. And I wanted the town to be like part of a cult. And I wanted it to be like... <gasps> You know, survive because these things are coming after you. And, like, that's what I wanted and that's what I always want, like you said. Like, I always want that. Because I think that that makes it to me, like, more, like, okay, I can believe it then.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, I can, like... The unrealistic stuff I can believe. Right. Like, this is, like, okay, if anything were to happen and this was it, then okay. Yeah, like, that's crazy. Yeah. But, like, literally your stepdad murdering all of your friends and you... Like everybody's like, like, like parents
0: friends, like yeah, parents, friends, townspeople, I mean, it's, it's pretty gruesome, yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty, pretty gross. I would give it maybe like a six and a half seven out of ten, yeah, just because I wanted more of like a like a crazy like plot twist, and I wanted. The whole Victoria dying, Cole sister dying thing to be connected in some... Like, even though it was connected, but, like, way. in a better way. Yeah. But,
1: yeah. But, you know, his dad's so mad that his sister is dead that he's going to rampage through the town and murder all these kids and, mm-hmm. con- and, like, concoct this huge, like, fiasco. And then think that it's just going to be, like, we're just going to cover it up, we're going to burn the barn down, and then all of a sudden we don't have children. Like, yeah. Like, you think, you think nobody's going to see that? Like well, you think he that was nobody... going to frame it
0: on Quinn and Cole as, like, a Romeo and Juliet situation. Right, but that's
1: what I'm saying is, like,
0: really? Yeah. Like, it's just,
1: I don't know. Like, just so that your town can go back to their glory days when you, mm-hmm. you can't move on. You can't move on from, the, from your past and you want to be in the spotlight and stuff like that. Like how do you have a psychological break that bad that you
0: I feel like I feel like this book was very like hidden politics too. Yeah. If you didn't catch it. Oh yeah. But yeah, it was very um like let the kids be kids, let us move
1: on, let us like embrace the future. Yes. And like stop trying to live in the past and like murder us for it and hold us back and like mm-hmm. it is very political underneath. Yeah.
0: And it was very like um, like you know how people say that like older generations just like have such outdated opinions and yeah, like, they, they can't they need
1: to die off and like so that we can like live our lives. It was very much. It was and, like, very much that. Yes, it was, and you could tell from the very beginning that mm-hmm. that was the main like theme of the entire book. Yeah, it was just an extreme way to like stick it to the man I guess
0: yeah and hopefully people don't actually like think that this kind of thing is the way to handle handle <laughs> situations or like think that somebody would actually do this I will admit that
1: the author is pretty clever for hiding in his viewpoints
0: in Yes, this way. <laughs> yes you can definitely like tell the political viewpoints of the author throughout this book <laughs> yes um so yeah that, that was that was funny but um no. Hopefully, people and like, hopefully, this author, like, no hate to this author, but hopefully, that this author does not think that, like, it is this extreme that violence th- something like necessary. this would happen. Right. Or yeah. that the violence has to be necessary to. I don't think bring that change. our older generation is wanting to brutally murder their kids and grandkids, but. Right.
1: Because they have What do on.
0: I know? I could be <laughs> referring- <laughs> But yeah, we think that you should definitely pick it up and let us we know, what you know what think. you think. Yeah, um, I'm
1: I'm really curious to hear
0: from somebody
1: who really really loves the book. Yes, so you should contact us. So we can talk about it with you. Yes, because I think that it deserves more of a discussion.
0: Yes, I agree. Um, and you can always email us at offthebooks at khcpl um, You guys also need to join us for next week. We are going to be reviewing The, the Whisperman, Man. which was suggested to us by a patron. We'll um, be starting that today. Yes, so we are excited to read that, and we'll see what we think. Um, I do know that there is a sequel, I believe, to that book. So The Whisperman? Yes. Oh. I think it's like The Shadows or something. I could be completely wrong. Don't even listen to me right now. I'm just speculating. No. But I'm pretty sure I have like the second book. We'll see. I'll have to go back and Google that. So don't don't listen to me. Take that, you know, with a great. So grain of salt. pick
1: the book up now and read it with us, so that when we get to the spoilers, you won't be spoiled. Yes. So
0: we hope you guys have a great rest of your week, and Yay. we will talk with you guys next time. Mm. Bye.